Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When it comes to liberal ideology, we're not just flattening the curve. We're stopping the spread. American Ground Radio. Common sense radio for common sense people. This is American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis Sar Evaloni. So, of course, the President of the United States is overseas. He's at this NATO conference. Right. Uh, one of the reporters asked him, he said, you know, a year ago, you were proclaiming that America was back. Yeah. And he said, it seems like now America is moving backwards. Ooh, was this a Fox reporter who said I this? I don't know. Was, I think it was someone from the international press. Really? Pool. Really? Well, I mean, they cited, you know, certainly the Supreme Court ruling. Oh, they consider Roe v. Wade moving backwards. Roe v. Wade. I get you. Okay, all uh, right. Gun control, you know, the, the okay. Second Amendment yeah. protections that yeah. were in the ruling, uh, in the opinion recently from the Supreme Court. Okay. I mean, so at record inflation, uh, talking yeah, about that, that as well. That takes us back to uh, the 1970s, yeah. And so, you know, and he said, you know, of course, President Biden was just indignant about mm-hmm. it all. And he said, you haven't heard anybody say that before. You haven't heard one world leader here say that before. Well, the, the world leader's not going to say that. That that would be rude. But, you know, people in the media and pundits like us, yeah, we might say stuff like that. Let's just say that his behavior, uh-huh. what I'm about to share with you, his behavior was so morally, I will say morally repugnant. Morally repugnant. That even Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell had to say something. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, so here's what happened. Biden, Uh huh. here he is on foreign soil. Yeah. And remember, you know, it's kind of an Used unwritten, to be a thing. unwritten rule right. that when you were overseas. That you defended the United States. That you didn't talk bad. But it's like it's like you know if you're in a family and you got you got a brother you guys can can argue with each other but you get outside the family and you just don't mad badmouth your, your sibling right. absolutely right you that leave is, that at home that's exactly right well President Biden called the Supreme Court of the United States he accused them of outrageous behavior in overturning Roe v Wade. Basically saying that doing their job and reading what the Constitution actually says, that's that's outrageous behavior. He said the decision from the Supreme Court was destabilizing. You know what's destabilizing to the United States? You know what's destabilizing to the United States? Having the head of one branch of government say that another branch of government is destabilizing. We're supposed to have three branches of the federal government that are all supposed to have checks and balances on each other. For the head of one, for the head of the administrative part, the executive branch of government, to say that the entire judicial branch is destabilizing is in and of itself destabilizing. You are eroding confidence in one of our most precious institutions. And if we don't trust our government, if we don't believe in our government, if we have no faith in those institutions, then those have institutions have no value and they have no moral authority. Well, and that's essentially what Mitch McConnell said. 
He said, attacking a core American institution like the Supreme Court from the world stage is below the dignity of the president. And now we've got this the judicial branch doing that to the executive branch. And this is our problem wait here. Wait a minute. but I think Mitch McConnell's right. I think he was Joe, spot on. But look at what happens. Look at this triangle of distrust that gets built up by this. And again, you also had Chuck Schumer, the head of the Senate, earlier in the year, say that the Supreme Court was going to reap the whirlwind that they they're gonna you're gonna be punished for canceling. Oh, you're gonna feel it, Kavanaugh. You're gonna feel it. Remember that was an attack on the Supreme Court itself, and that should not have come from somebody in the legislative branch. But let's just put this in context. What the Biden administration is saying is that the Supreme Court decision, which basically says that the people mm-hmm. through their elected representatives mm-hmm. should have the final say on abortion policy in their state. Right. Because the 10th Amendment says anything not delegated to the federal government is reserved to the people and their representatives in their state. Okay, but just think about that for a minute, because what President Biden is saying is that because the people, uh-huh. through their elected representatives, will now have a say, the final say, with in respect to, we- to whether or not abortion is legal in their state. Right, because it's not mentioned in the Constitution. That that's destabilizing. No, that's— How is that destabilizing? It's not. It's not. That's what the Constitution says should happen. What was destabilizing was in 1973, the Supreme Court at that point usurped its power and became a legislative branch and declared new law that had never existed before. No, this is not leadership. I think it is absolutely unimaginable. Well, first of all, it's not unimaginable. Yeah, it's not unimaginable. Because President Obama, Obama used to the, stu- the same stuff. At, he went on his bowing tour. Right. Uh, where he, he badmouthed the United States overseas. That's when you talk about the norm that Joe Biden just broke. Obama broke it already back in 2009. But it's wrong for the president of the United States to attack a co equal branch of government and in front of NATO. Right. On the world stage. Right. That is not leadership. How can we be the leader of the free world when the president of the United States doesn't want to follow the supreme law of the land? How can we claim to have any moral authority in the world when the head of our government doesn't want to follow what the document that created the government actually says? How can you say that some other government needs to become a more democratic institution where it follows law and not men when the man who's at the head of the government says, I'm going to ignore our law? Well, no, how he's going to fix that is make an exception for the filibuster. So he's going to he's He's going to break more norms, the filibuster and erode our trust in another institution in order to change, in order to mitigate the effects of the Supreme Court decision with regards to Roe v. Wade. And you talk about destabilizing. The whole point of a filibuster is to create stability and consistency in government from one administration to another, to where the only thing that the Senate is willing to pass is something that has bipartisan support across party lines. When you get rid of the filibuster, you create these massive swings in policy based upon who has the slight majority in the Senate. Getting rid of the filibuster 
so that you can drive through your agenda, whether you're Republican or uh, Democrat, that is what's destabilizing. I, I can't imagine. Well, excuse me. I'm surprised they haven't already started talking about stacking the court. Well, of course, they've already started talking about stacking. Well, the I mean, court. they were talking about that during the election. Are during the campaign. They've been talking about it ever since. Now, Joe Biden may not be, but it's probably because it's nap time. But, you know, for Joe Biden, it's not his fault that the country is being destabilized by the Supreme Court. Dad, it's, they just don't They just don't listen, Dad. They just don't. I've done all these great things, Dad. Exactly. I'm not even kidding around here. I just, I, I, he just hasn't been able to explain it to the American people. Of course, that that is what his claim is. Yeah. But, no, he's blaming it on the extremist and I use air quotes there, extremist mm-hmm. Republicans who have taken over, mm-hmm. he says, the Supreme Court of the United States. And, and those extreme Republicans who refuse to pass his Build Back Better mm-hmm. uh, or refuse to codify abortion. I mean, it's certainly not Joe and his Democrat socialist fault. No, of course not. It's the- those Trump supporters. It's the ultra MAGA. The Supreme Court is not supposed to be making law, and the legislative branch isn't supposed to be making dumb ones. Let's get to the top three things you need to know before tomorrow. Well, first thing you need to know before tomorrow, uh, this is going to this is going to upset Joe, too. The Supreme Court ruled today the EPA does not have the power or authority to regulate the coal industry out of business. Since 2015, the EPA has been using a scheme to force companies that own coal plants to reduce the amount of electricity they produce or invest their own dollars into natural gas, wind, or solar plant at the cost of billions to the coal plant operators. In its ruling, the Supreme Court said Congress did not give the EPA the power or authority to force an entire industry out of business and that they overstepped their bounds in their zeal to fight climate change. You mean kind of like how OSHA Uh was going to basically put companies out of business if they didn't have if they didn't all get their employees all vaccinated that's actually exactly the same concept you know these people are not about the power to the people it's about power to the government second thing you need to know before tomorrow kintaji brown jackson was sworn in as the 116th justice on the supreme court brown jackson is now the first black woman to serve on the court this makes the first time four women have been on the supreme court at the same time she replaces justice stephen Breyer, who is retiring from the court at the age of 83 you know i still can't get over mm-hmm. the fact how biden introduced her on this national stage it wasn't that she was the most qualified no it was that she is a woman Mm -hmm. of color i mean that was that was that was her that's what he led with that was her primary um basically the number one thing that he looked for was her sex and her race. How is that not sexist How and race? racist? Yeah, absolutely. And the third thing you need to know before tomorrow, the state of California will be giving food stamps to illegal aliens. Governor Gavin Newsom and the Democrat-controlled legislature came to an agreement this week. The plan involves giving food stamps to illegal aliens who are over the age of 55. It's expected to cost taxpayers in that state $35 million a year. The state expects 75,000 illegal aliens to sign up for the program. California is also planning on giving taxpayer-funded health insurance to all illegal aliens at a cost of 24 billion dollars every single year how much more broke can california get i mean seriously we're about are, to find out people are moving out at a record pace except for illegal aliens <laughs> they're heading there we'll be back 
You're listening to American Ground Radio. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Paul with Louis Sar Avalone. Why is the White House promoting a website that advises children about hiding abortions from their parents? Because the White House wants to have abortions on demand for everyone. It used to be, Bill Clinton said, that abortions should be rare, right? Safe, legal, and rare. The Democrat Party no longer wants abortions to be rare. They want them to be common. And again, the left doesn't think that those are your children. The left thinks that those children belong to the government. Well, here is what this website basically promotes and this is from the department of health and human services that is advertising a website called abortionfinder.org oh my god and on the department of health and human services this is your federal government's website your taxpayers it says your taxpayer money if you need to avoid involving a parent or guardian contact the judicial bypass helpline for information about getting a judicial bypass again the left says those kids aren't yours they don't think mom and dad have the right to raise their own children they think the government has the right to raise children you know it's one thing to make this declaration on a website but how about saying you should first consult a parent yeah and if you need further assistance i mean i realize some Children live in a very abusive environment. Right, but we know from science, children's brains are not fully formed. That's that's the reason why we still consider them minors. Okay, take a listen. This is a clip from President Biden today. Just a super quick clip on what he's planning to do with respect to abortion. Uh, the The domestic question, sir. What further specific executive actions are you considering in response to the road ruling And would you declare a public health emergency, as several Democrats are calling on you to do? I'll be happy to go in detail with you on that. Uh, I'm having a meeting with a group of governors when I get home on Friday, and I'll have announcements to make then. But the first and foremost thing we should do is make it clear how outrageous this decision was and how much it impacts not just on a woman's right to choose, which is a critical, critical piece, but on privacy generally. On privacy generally. Oh, privacy? There are no privacy rights at this point because that baby is a person. It's a human being. That's what's outrageous is that the left refuses to acknowledge that. That's what's outrageous. We got a question for our American Mamas. Dear Mamas, did you see the naked people in Seattle riding their bicycles in front of children? What's wrong with people? Well, let's ask our American Mamas. Mama, Mama. And joining us now are American Mamas, Terry Netterville and Denise Arthur. The, over the weekend, Seattle held their gay pride parade because, you know, it's Pride Month uh, and everyone is uh, obligated to join in. Um, they did feature amongst, you know, the, the Scouts of America, no longer the Boy Scouts, but the Scouts of America marching down the street with American flags and gay pride flags in their little scout uniforms. Right after them 
came a bunch of adults riding bicycles, which is normally fine, except that none of these people riding the bicycles had the, the normal bicycle that, that riding attire. They didn't have attire. any uniforms. None. No, that video no was very disturbing. Uniforms. Very mm. disturbing. You see everything. Absolutely. Oh, everything. you see everything. You see everything. everything. Or, or every little, you can, little thing. You can tell what the temperature was like in Seattle. That yeah, yeah everything. But y'all, <laughs> there were children. There were children right there lying in the streets. Yeah, being Where's exposed the to this. Wasn't there a time that if if, if somebody you would be walked in front of children and opened body. a trench coat yeah. and closed it real fast, that person's arrested and they're considered a pedophile yeah. and they have to register. Now they've got... There was how many like thirty or forty bicyclists? Yeah, you know, adults of all sizes. Well, those parents and then, chose to take their children. But and did they know? Them to that. But did they know sure. there would be naked sure. men and women? Sure. Well, one of the women that was there took her son because it was his first chan- uh, transgender, which I think he looked to be about eight or nine years old. So apparently now he's transgender. But I'm just saying, mm. you have to know it. Ha- but even if you don't know. Even if you don't know, it's one of those duck and dive things. Or like when you're a kid and something came on television or uh, a commercial came on that was inappropriate or a song came on the radio that was inappropriate. You know your mother would do oh my gosh, the dive yes. bomb yes. and roll you in the floor, cover yes. your eyes, plug yes. up your ears, do whatever she had to Absolutely. do to protect you from that. To keep you in the bubble. So I'm just saying, you know, look, the whole world's not full of prudes and that's what the left will say, but that's not true. We just don't want you sexualizing all yes. our children. Why Whether are your it's heterosexual, off? homosexual, we we get to keep yeah. that pace and determine when that's going to happen and how it's going to happen. Well, my whole thing is, fine, ride your bicycles in the parade, wave to the children. It couldn't have been but comfortable. Why, I'm sorry. <laughs> why did you, why do they have to do that nude? That's what it's I'm... It's that shock, the shock yeah, value but of it. What does that, what message? You're not teaching anybody anything. What is the message? What What are they trying to get across to children? I think it's sending the wrong message to these kids because you saw the looks on some of their faces. They were like stunned. I mean, their mouth was like, uh, what? Well, I'm like, with you. I need everything to come... If it comes with a lesson, if a lesson yeah. comes with it, if I can learn something new, if you can educate me on something differently. If there's a purpose. If there's a purpose, if there's a point, yeah. then all that needs to be, that's fine. That's that's great. That's great. Let's sit down and have a conversation about it. But not all this shock therapy, not all this shock, not people walking around with dog collars on and crawling around on the ground or people riding butt naked on a bicycle. That what you've learned, I've learned zero from that. I'm sorry. Sorry, uh, nothing. I would be very curious. I would love to know. I would love to take a poll to those in attendance. And I would love to know their true responses, not your politically correct responses, but these moms and dads. What what would you say was the purpose of that? And are you sorry that they did that? Yeah. Well, are you really comfortable with the decision Maybe that's that the you better, made? Yeah. Or did you make that decision because you felt you felt almost needled into doing it you know what i'm saying well, not even are just you doing, doing it because it's the right thing to do because you want to support your neighbors and your friends and, and your community fine. i get that but i want to know what you think about the new adult cyclists yeah. that were standing up you know so they could just like you know how you stand when you ride your bike you, and like if you're going down a hill you just kind of stand up yeah. while you go down i would love to know um what parents think about that part yeah. of it most seven eight five six seven eight year old girls haven't seen a naked man no. in the flesh oh no. i mean you if would be they mortified were in seattle they have now well i know because because the kids that were sitting their heads were about the height of the bicycle seats coming by mm-hmm. and how come twitter has not taken these 
The videos, videos down. down. The videos down on yeah. The videos are up on Twitter. They're still because they're, no, they're not still, offensive because they're no they're a narrative for good cause. Na- that's a narrative. But the problem is, I I don't understand. I I get taking your kid like you said. If you want to support your neighbor, support the cause, whatever. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But can somebody please tell me what purpose it served? Yeah, what was gained? To have... Naked men and women waving to the kids. And then at the end, they all lined up and they stood up so you could see their full naked body. And you, these and kids, did you have a conversation with your kid prior to or did you talk about it in the car ride on the way home? Because trust me, oh, yeah. you and I have accidentally as a younger person probably seen a naked man. It was disturbing. Yes. OK, I'm sorry not, if you've not, not seen one before. And I'm yeah. sure it's the same thing with the with the with the male seeing a female i'm just saying that's insanity i hope that you had that conversation and you just didn't let that ride all the way home and just let them try to figure out what to do with that information ride all the way home scary. on a bike if you'd like to ask our American no, mamas a question, a banana hammock. Lord help us all. Go to our website, americangroundradio.com slash mamas, and click on the Ask the Mamas That's button. not comfortable. Terry Netterville, Denise <laughs> Arthur, thank you all so much. Thank you, Steve. Well, coming up next here on American Ground Radio, we are digging deep. We'll be right back. Choosy Moms Choose American Ground Radio. It's smooth, creamy, and now contains 7 grams of protein per serving. With Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. Stephen Parr, Louis R. Avalone. You know how you can affect change? How's Many that? Many people say, what can I do? What can I do? I'm just one person. Exactly. I was talking to my dad. I was like, Dad, hey, what can I do? I'm just one guy. I'm just Joe from the block. That's all I am. <laughs> Joe from the I'm block? just Joe from the Is block. Is that like Jenny from the block? Yeah, it's like Jenny from the block, but okay. it's Joe. I didn't want to assume your gender. Okay. All right. <laughs> Well, here's what you can do. Okay. Many people, they feel helpless. They're yeah. like, how do I change right. my community? Exactly. Glue yourself to something. No. Yeah. That's, no. That seems to be what the climate activists mm. do. And now they have glued their hands yes, just... on a Van Gogh painting no. in London. No. Yes. What did Van Gogh ever do to them? To protest global warming and van gogh wasn't alive during the the global warming era so they're wearing these t-shirts that say just stop oil just stop oil so they're mad at the oil painting well oh interesting no i don't think it has anything to do with the The uh, oil painting not at all we're just going to stop oil by desecrating a, a priceless work of art. But they did apologize. Oh, good. To the gallery audience. You know, obviously people on vacation. Yeah. That were visiting museums. We're sorry you've spent thousands of dollars to come see this for a once in a lifetime thing. But we've glued ourselves to it. They did apologize, though. They said, sorry, everyone. We didn't want to do this. Then why did you do it? I'm telling you, no, no, folks no. have lost their minds. No, if you didn't want to do the thing, why did you do the thing? That's a cop-out. That's a lie. They just lied to the people. They wanted to glue themselves. No one has forced them, like, you must, 
I, I don't know who you are, but you must glue yourself to Van Gogh or I'll come and get you. Well, that's a different va- accent altogether. <laughs> but here's the thing. That is relatively tame, uh-huh. okay, compared to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Uh. Because you know what she is advocating for? I have no idea. The abolishment mm-hmm. of the Supreme Court of the United States. Because of oil and gas? Uh, no, because, well, yes, uh, it's necessary to regulate greenhouse gases. Uh-huh. You got to get rid of the Supreme Court. Okay. But I think she's also obviously very angry re- with regards sure, to Roe the- v. Wade. Sure, if you, if you want a more perfect world, let's get rid of the rule of law. No, that's, I, that's what she's saying. Essentially. That's exactly what she's saying. Get rid of the rule of law and let her tell everyone what they can and cannot do. Uh, it's time now to dig deep. Working in a coal mine, going down, down, down. Working in a coal mine, about to step down. Working in a coal mine. There's a new report out this week from CBS News. Uh, about half the murders in America today go unsolved. You have a 50-50 chance of getting away with murder in the country today. That's irresponsible, really, for you to be saying that. I'm just saying, out loud, really, to say to say a fact, to, well, no, to report I'm, on data. Not necessarily, but I think there might be some folks that are listening right uh-huh. now that you know, I you don't know who's listening. They might be on the edge, and they're like, "Well, you know what? Just, I'm just, just flip a coin here." Look, that number is decreasing too. In the 1960s, police reported solving about 80 percent of murders. That was down to about 70% in the 1980s. We're now down to 50%. Given all the advances in forensic technology, how are we down in the percentage of murders that are getting solved? Well, you know why. Well, there's a couple of reasons. Defunded the police. I think defunding the police. And I think you have district attorneys all across this country that are not... They're not prosecuting. They're not interested in the rule of law as... And that sounds crazy. Yeah, but it's true. But They're if not. you look... Chesa Boudin was not interested in the rule of law. He was not. Well, no, especially when they're basically waiving mm-hmm. any sorts of res- uh, consequences. How many district attorneys... Look, the attorney general for the state of Wisconsin said, I'm not going to enforce the law. After the Supreme Court ruling and Wisconsin's law was abortion's now illegal, the attorney general said... I'm not going to prosecute. I'm not going to enforce that law. He wasn't in favor of the rule of law. Well, no, there's crimes in Chicago, crimes in California that unless you steal over what? Seven hundred and fifty dollars, thousand dollars. I mean, they're not even going to bother prosecuting you. Now, some states are worse than others. Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New Mexico and Ohio. They only clear about 40 percent of their murders in those states. Rhode Island only solves about 20 percent of its murders. Fortunately, it's a small state. Kentucky, Alabama and Nebraska all report solving close to 80 percent of the murders. So it can be done. Now, earlier this week, there was a particularly brazen murder in New York City. 20-year-old woman was walking in New York City on the upper east side of Manhattan. Pretty ritzy place, yeah, oh, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. About 8.30 at night. That's not too late, right? That's a pretty good time of night, yeah, generally. In, in, in New York But upper city. east side? Uh, I'm, I understand. Go she ahead. was She was pushing her three-month-old infant baby in a stroller when a man came up behind her and shot her in the head from point-blank range. Another murder in a city that's seen way too many of them. Wait a minute. Why? We what, don't know. Just a random act of violence. We don't know. After the murder, New York City's new mayor, Democrat Eric Adams, tweeted, 
More guns in our city means more lives lost. It means more babies crying as those who love them lie dead. We cannot allow this epidemic to keep claiming lives. Oh, now it's an epidemic. Mm-hmm. The gun, the gun thing. Yeah. By the way, that murderer, he got away. So what the mayor just tweeted is not statistically true. On the same day he sent that tweet out, Fox News published a study debunking the claim that more guns means more murders, more lives lost, more babies crying. Fox looked at data showing the percentage of households that possessed at least one firearm and compared it to the murder rates in different parts of the country. Montana and Wyoming have the highest gun ownership in the rates in the country, 66%. Two out of every three people who live in those states have guns. You're born with a gun there. Pretty much. right out of the womb. But they also have some of the lowest murder rates in the country. Looking at the entire data set, and I did, and I ran the numbers because I'm that big of a nerd. I had to pull out the spreadsheet. Figures. There is no correlation between gun ownership and the gun murder rate. No statistically significant gun owner uh, correlation between those. There isn't even a correlation between the gun ownership rate and the rate of murders that are committed with guns. For example, the state with the lowest gun murder rate is Hawaii. Okay? Only 15% of the population owns a firearm, and their gun murder rate is less than 1 per 100,000. But second on the list is South Dakota, also with less than 1 murder per 100,000 people, but 55% of their population owns a firearm. So it's not the guns, it's the people. Exactly. Missouri has the second highest gun murder rate in the country at nearly 8 per 100,000. And 49% of the population owns guns. But next door, Kansas also has 49% of its population owning guns and a gun murder rate of only 2 per 100,000. It's not the guns. Right. It's what, I mean, and this is going to sound obvious, but it's what you do with the guns. And what I mean by that is if you own a gun, right, primarily for self-protection right i mean we're not talking about you know going hunting or you know target shooting right but if you own a gun primarily for self-defense right your murder rate in your state Mm -hmm. if you're that is the the nature of your community your murder rate in that community Mm -hmm. is going to be awfully low than if you're in an urban area where the reason that folks have guns is because of perhaps gang, gang violence, gang warfare. Right. It's not the guns, it's the people. But until our police are able to do a better job of catching the people, committing the murders, the rest of us need the right to defend ourselves and make the odds of getting away with murder fall back below 50% once again. Well, we've got to properly fund our police as well. We'll be back. You're listening to American Ground Radio. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Paul with Louis Sar Avalone. I guess this administration just throws everything up against the wall and just sees what sticks. Right. So far, nothing has. But here's the latest. Here, you're not going to believe this. Okay. Here's the reason that you, as an American, should expect to pay high gasoline prices for, and I quote, as long as it takes. Do you know why? You're going to pay high gasoline prices for as long as it takes to get Biden reelected to get Russia out of Ukraine. That that's not why gas prices went up. That was the answer from your president. Uh Uh-huh. Who was 
installed yeah. in January of 2021. Unfortunately, what this means is that we're going to be paying high gas prices until he's no longer president. So he was asked just how long Americans mm-hmm. could expect to pay $5 a gallon for gasoline at the pump. Yeah. And of course, he responded by blaming. That's all that this man does is blame anything and everything other than himself. He blamed Russian President Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine for the increase in gas prices. And you can look at chart after chart. By the way, this has been debunked. Yeah. The price of gasoline was rising rapidly even before Russia invaded Ukraine. Astronomically. It was going up even before then. That is not the major driver of our increase in gas prices. It's Joe Biden's energy policies that have driven up our gas prices. He's just all about blame. And the problem is, is that we can't improve our situation. You can't improve any situation unless you first accept responsibility for your decisions. And until the president of the United States does that, nothing's going to change. Which means nothing's going to change because he's just not ever going to take responsibility. Okay, let's get to a bright spot. I'm doing all right, getting good grades. The future's so bright. I've got to wear shades. So I ran across an article by a man named Brian Gitt. He works in the energy field as an investor and entrepreneur. Here's the first sentence of his article. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I wasted 20 years of my life chasing utopian energy. Utopian energy. Oh, uh, you're talking about green energy? Yep. You're talking about electric vehicles he bought into the idea the left was pushing that we can force through green energy and everything will be perfect with rainbows and butterflies and in reality everything dealing with energy production is a trade-off there is no utopia right well everything in life is a trade-off right but that's not what the left tells you about green energy you can get more jobs we can get cheap and if stand efficient no that's there's a trade-off Here's the bright spot. He finally realized that many of those trade-offs hurt people, actual people. And so he's changed the way he views what we should be doing with our energy system. For example, he put out a list of principles that any future energy policy should follow. Okay. Number one, security. Does Does an energy source enable a country to maintain its autonomy? Controlling access to critical minerals and natural resources to make affordable, reliable energy is a precondition for liberty and self-determination. Relying on energy imports or minerals from other countries puts a nation at risk. So the fact that President Biden is overseas right now begging OPEC to increase their production. That puts us in an insecure position. Why? why and by the way, why is it okay for OPEC? Uh-huh. To drill and produce more oil. Not, not the U.S.? But the United States, is there, what is so... No, their, their oil is actually dirtier than ours. That's why West Texas, oh, West Texas sweet crude is actually cleaner than Saudi uh, oil. That's why it's called sweet crude. Anyway. I thought you were being sarcastic No, but Hillary Clinton selling 25% of our nation's uranium to Russia hurt our national security. We can produce coal, oil, and natural gas here in abundance. Not relying on those things makes us less secure. 
Reliability, number two on his list. Can people and businesses reliably access energy when they need it? A reliable energy system provides power 24-7, 365. You mean even if the sun isn't out, even if the wind isn't blowing? Exactly. Affordability. Is the energy source easily affordable for households and businesses? The cost of energy affects the cost of everything else. If energy is not affordable, businesses can't make the products we want and people will freeze to death in their own homes. This is something the left never sees. More people die from cold than from heat. But I think what he's also talking about is that if it's not marketable, uh huh, if it's not something that if the, the free, market doesn't do right, it, if the free market won't sustain it, then government shouldn't and can't uh, ultimately. Yeah, you're right. Next one, versatility. How many different kinds of machines can the energy source power? Right? Tractors can't run on wind. Neither can airplanes scalability basically how easy can the energy be transported to where it's needed emissions yes we do need to keep emissions low especially toxic emissions especially uh the things that were, were actually damaging the atmosphere carbon dioxide is not one of those but things, the but united okay. states has made significant improvements absolutely uh, ever since the epa came into effect in especially compared to china that's right. building a coal fired power plant one every month land use what are the energy sources effects on wildlife habitat farmland wind view shields view um, view sheds and coastlines for example a typical 1000 megawatt u.s nuclear power plant needs little more than one square mile to operate solar farms need 75 times more land to produce the same amount of energy wind farms need 360 times more and then lifespan how long will a source produce energy look brian Gitt still considers himself to be an environmentalist and still wants the best for the planet. He's just realized that you also have to consider what's best for people. And I think that's a bright spot. No, the, the less arguments on energy, it's just running out of steam. It's based on fiction, and it has no power. We'll be right back. If you're not listening in, you're missing out. American Ground Radio with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. Stephen Paul with Lewis Sar Abalone. Now, I won't say that Dunkin' Donuts is whitewashing this story, well, but they're just frosting over it, per- perhaps. Okay, but you be the judge. So apparently, they ran a advertisement, uh-huh. kind of a promotion in White Plains, New York. Okay, and they were offering free coffee mm-hmm. to the first one hundred White Plains customers. This was in White Plains, Plains, New York. York. Right. Well, then they decided to run the same promotion Uh in Cranston, New Jersey. Okay. So they copied and pasted the advertisement from White Plains, New York. Uh Uh-huh. Except when they replaced the name of the city with Cranston, they forgot to delete the White portion of the city name. So it's White Cranston. So... The advertisement then read, the first 100 white Cranston customers no. would receive free coffee for a year. <laughs> Oops. So dozens lined up for Dunkin' Donuts, lots of white folks there in Cranston, apparently. But despite the embarrassing mistake, Dunkin' Donuts owned up to it. They said it was just it was just an honest error. Whoa. When I say 
We've been working on our 4th of July special, What Makes America Great. We were talking with uh, Coach Lou Holtz, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, uh, Senator John Kennedy out of the state of Louisiana, Dinesh D'Souza. And we also talked with motivational speaker Krish Dunham. And I wanted to play a clip for you, one thing that he said. So while some of the early migration of the Italians and the Irish may have been out of necessity, um, the most of the migration in the last 50 years was because of opportunity. I loved that. Opportunity. Opportunity. It's all. It's what it's all about. May your pursuit of happiness bring you joy. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.